0: Hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode of iCast Fireball, a 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Flaeple. The final battle with Sepharon is well underway. The Dragon Mask being ripped off of his head with the help of a star platinum in air elemental form and with star platinum dissipating back into the fey realm uh severin dropping a good 50 feet into the portal into avernus where Tiamat lies creating some sort of abomination and that is where we join the jank squad on this week's episode of i cast fireball So, Fleeple, Lance, and malamaro all of you can clearly hear the screams of agony from Severin as this portal that he's fallen into is not only contorting his body, but it is actually in a way becoming one with his body. Mal, all you can hear are these sounds as you are quite a ways away. And the longer you listen, the more agonizing the screams become, but also distorted, the more distorted these screams become as well. What starts as a high-pitched, primal scream from a human becomes an even more primal, deeper, lower, almost roar as this portal is changing Severin. Now, Fleeple, as you have a prime... viewing spot of what's going on here with this portal here uh, and Lance as well, you can see that this portal, although it doesn't dissipate, it remains there, but there are portions of it that seem to have seeped in almost to the veins of Severin themselves and the arm is starting to like bend backwards and then the hand seems to like extend a little bit longer. Um, with this transformation occurring right before your eyes. Severin's head goes back and it goes forth and it goes from side to side. And it's almost like Severin is trying to swim to the top of this portal but keeps getting pushed down by the relentless cascade of the waves that come from this portal into the Nine Hells itself. And Severin trying to gasp. For breath from the material plane. And as he does so and keeps coming back up for breath, you can see his face being changed with each instance of pulling himself back into the caldera here. The first, his eyes change color uh, before he's yanked back under the second. Um, half of his face um, is now uh, being transformed into a scaly version of himself. Uh, The arms uh, where once were fingers are now claws longer than intended claws with mutilated like nails uh, as they scrape into the rock itself of Tiamat's temple. And it's a horrifying experience to behold before you, but eventually after 30 seconds of this thrashing and the temple going silent with this thrashing, the screaming stops it dissipates and there is just utter silence everyone has just taken a silent breath when a massive oversized claw finally reaches out of the portal and digs into the rock and pulls out the mutated form of severin in a draconic form an unholy mutilated dragon form, not terribly too far removed from when Mondath uh, stabbed themselves with the dragon's tooth. Severin being a foot taller than they were before, their muscles bulging in their robe, the robe which once was flowy and free, now being tight amongst the scaly uh, skin of Severin. The right arm of Severin, being a pure white uh, up to the shoulder blades the left arm a pure black as night the legs each a different color of green and blue with claws and talon almost like talon like uh, nails at the end and then a horrifying red elongated neck with a dragon's head on top with teeth spilling out of his mouth and you see him panting (laughs) this guttural bestial pant and it's at that point severin yells at the top of his lungs now we will see the true power of tyrannot in your godforsaken plane and a draconic roar emanates from his maw. As his, these two massive wings unfurl from his back, splitting the rope in half. These wings, a good eight feet long, and with all five colors mashed together like they are fighting for dominance almost actively as you're looking at severin themselves um the wings have all these five colors almost disgustingly plastered everywhere this is the mutilated form of severin and Felipe, i believe that was the end of your turn right <laughs>
1: I don't remember. We recorded last like a month ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I believe uh, that Star Platinum, at the end of Star Platinum, stealing the, the mask, tossing it down to you, Fleeple. Um, Severin took a legendary action, which then caused you to lose concentration and then begin this whole process. So <laughs> Now that it's Severin's turn, uh, this is a kind of homebrew character here. And so I have this condition, which I'm going to impose, of Severin. How aware is he of what's going around him? Or how much has the beast taken over that he's transformed into? So I'm going to be rolling to see who actually is going to be acting here. Severin or the beast you'll Severin? Severin or the beast. Okay. So this time it is going to be Severin. But let's get everybody's um idea of what's going on here. Lance, you are flying. You were 50 feet up, weren't you? Or 30 feet. I
2: can't remember the exact height I was up, but I was halfway, I think, between the ground and Severin. And then Severin just went ah! past me. <laughs> so I'm like pretty <laughs> much above
0: Severin. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're above Severin. All right. So Lance, you being within 90 feet of him. So let's see. That's... 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. Yep. So you were within 90 feet and flying. He is going to do a flaming orb against you, which is a ranged spell attack, so he has no, to No, he's not, because I'm invisible. <gasps> you are invisible, aren't yep. you? That is true. I cast invisibility and started flying. All right. Well, then, uh, the only person um, that he really can see here is himself. <laughs> 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 he has to take it on. <laughs> all right. He doesn't get his dragon's breath this turn, but he does see all of the mages over there on the left-hand side that were making their way north from the brother, uh Arcane um, Brotherhood. The Arcane Brotherhood. <laughs> Arcane Brotherhood. So many so many words in my brain right now. Uh, flames, flames coming out side of my face. And they are within 75 feet. So they are going, he's gonna choose an area within all of them, and he's going to do a scorching burst. And with that, uh, all of them have to make a dexterity saving throw. This is not a spell, so they can't counter spell it here. But each of them have to make a dexterity saving throw to try and save against it or take some fire damage. Wow, that they all fail. <laughs> so that's not great. So that's going to be forty-eight to each of them. Um, yeah, not great. Fire damage here. Hiya. Oh, okay. So that's going to be eighteen points of fire damage, and he's not wearing the drag mask of the Dragon Queen, so he does not get ignite enemy. But eighteen to each of them still not great they are looking very poor the ones that were immediately around so some of these mages uh might need some help or assistance uh whether that's healing or whether that's protection they might be calling out for some aid (laughs) sometime soon so that's going to be his action and then he's going to stay where he's at and assess what's going to happen at the portal he wants the well But Fleeple, you have the mask right now. That is correct. He's going to try and get up in all your business. So he's going to unfurl his wings and he is going to fly directly at you to try and get within a melee range of you so where you can't leave because he does not want you to leave. And he does get 45 feet of flying. So let's see how close he can get to you there. Uh, You're 55 feet away, so he can almost get to you. So you're 10 feet away from him. That's gonna be it for him. So after that, it is Lance's turn. Yeah. And Lance, we'll say since you since you flew halfway up, um, that's gonna be, but you're gonna be about 25 feet, almost directly above Severin himself, actually. I mean, if you were just like the, the if you're gonna do the hypotenuse thing that we were talking about last session, uh, that's gonna be probably roughly about 35 feet uh, to, to him currently. But if you, of course, could just stop flying, and then you could fall the twenty-five feet, take damage, and then, you know, like not use any of your movement. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> oh, you. you could I'll just
2: die, die and that's fine.
0: That'd really so help. Whatever. You could just let you could just let my my guy do his thing, and that's <laughs> okay. right. You back just let my guy do thing.
1: Well, one thing I'm just wondering, real quick, uh, is Severin's creature type dragon now, by any chance? Um.
0: Yeah, I will say that. Yes, he is a a draconic type character now. All right. Lance is going to, with
2: that in mind, just seeing this dragon monstrosity before, or, you know, at a distance, and kind of being like, okay. um," Like thinking I was going to stab him in the back, but I don't want to get close to that thing. So he's like, let's try this out. And he's kind of flying there, and he will unfurl Kaylee's bow, notch, the last arrow of dragon slaying and let it fly all right with advantage because i'm invisible
1: advantage for invisibility
0: yep and you do but this does make make you visible regardless yes right?
2: okay that is a 19 plus 10 to hit so 29 to hit uh that was with advantage 29 to hit yes that was with advantage that's a hit. Bam. That was so close All to All right, sneak crit.
0: attack plus <sighs> so the close. arrow of dragon slaying. So the arrow of dragon slaying, I have to make a con save, and it's a 17, I believe. Yeah, let me look it up. Arrow. I know, because I did a one-shot with um, my buddy Michael yesterday with dragons and arrow oh, there you slaying. Go. So. Arrow of slaying.
2: Slay! Yes, seventeen con save. <laughs> slay! Slay! <laughs> That's what the era. its a, you know—you loosen an the arrow and you hear You hear just slay. <laughs> okay, so seventeen. Yeah, DC seventeen con save for him.
0: Ooh. Okay, they—they they rolled a nine. That's and- good but, but you have they're going to use
2: their resistance? legendary resistance ah, to stupid resistances. save against this. Well, I got rid what's of one the of them. What's the
3: point of having staves?
0: Okay. <laughs> still half damage now, though, right? It's still half damage. So still roll 6d10,
2: I believe, right? Well, it's, yeah, I have 6d10. That'll be halved, and then I get my sneak attack. Yeah. So I'll do the 6d10 first.
0: One, then two, we can three. have that, yeah, for order That's of operations.
2: Slay. Slay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Thirty-two damage for the arrow itself. So that's 16. And then my other stuff, the 8d6.
1: Plus the one for the bow.
2: Yeah. So 9d6 really. Oh, that looks like a good roll from Jacob's
0: face here. Forty damage. 40 damage.
1: Mm.
3: That sneak attack.
0: <gasps> that sneak attack is no joke, folks. Nope. Guys, support your rogues. Yeah. Give them sneak attack whenever you can, Sneaky okay? Sneaky Right? You may not always feel like the hero, but you will be the hero <laughs> because rogues are nothing without Okay, so
2: that's 40 damage plus 16 damage, so total damage of that whole thing was 56. Noted. Okay. So <laughs> arrow sinks in. I am now visible. And
0: is there any cover at all on the ground floor? There is no cover anywhere in this temple. It is a very barren, uh, what would you call What do they call it? Roman architecture, which is very barren, very open, minimal, minimalistic. Uh, so minimal that there aren't even seats because this is merely meant to be the temple to hold Tiamat and her treasure when um, she, she comes.
2: Okay. And the... Again, sorry, the next layer, the next floor layer is how far from the ground floor? It's 50 feet.
0: So you're half you're halfway between them.
2: And I'm halfway gone. Okay. I'm going to swoop to the second floor then and just kind of like... Upwards? Yeah. And perch on the second floor looking
0: down on Fleeple and Severn. Okay, so that'll be 50 feet away. From Fleeple and Severin, and you will be just kind of hovering and flying mid-air up there, fifty feet. Yep, I'll do that. Great, and you'll be directly above them. We'll say so that you you'll be an exact fifty feet from their current location right now. Okay. Uh, anything with your bonus action? Uh, well, that was because I used my movement,
2: which is forty feet, and then I have to 30, use a little bit. Yeah. Or no, forty because I'm mobile, and then I I had to use my bonus action to get an extra ten up. So.
1: Okay.
0: Sounds good. Uh, that is fine and dandy. We now jump to Macath here. What type of, uh, Macath is right by you, Fleeple. Um, what kind of support do you need from Macoth right now? Do you just need her to just start attacking and throwing stuff at uh, Severin? Or do you need something as in like a support role here? Uh, I wanna give you guys as much uh, communication between um, them since I'm juggling so many NPCs already.
1: Yeah, if there is anything that Makoth can do to help those mages who just got nearly decimated by Severin, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, just a big ol' attack right on Severin would go down pretty smooth. All right, we're going to light this fool up. Oh, let's go.
0: Um, and they are going to... um, Let's see. Yeah, just a good old... I'm trying to do, like, single, single level person. Yeah, they're going to do a magic missile, I think, at... What do you say? Fourth level? Fourth level magic missile? Yeah. Um, so that's going to be three, four, five, six. Uh, 66 plus one each. So 66 plus six.
1: Uh, rules is written it's D4, but if you want to do D6's, I will not <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, met, do it. I, I grabbed it. a D4.
3: Said
0: so. DM said it. I grabbed a D4.
1: <laughs> rules is written, but you do you, man. Yeah.
0: 64.
1: <laughs> 64 plus six.
0: Okay, so I got uh, 15 for my rolls, uh, plus 6. So that's going to be 21 damage to Severin. Not
1: bad. And,
0: yeah, not terrible. Can't really go wrong on Magic Missile. And they are going to come up. Makoth is going to come up, but not be next to you, understanding how magic works and not not wanting to be clumped. So they are going to go kind of uh, equidistant between Severin and you. So you guys are making a, a perfect triangle between the three points of view. And she's gonna kind of look it to you and be like, all right, okay, let's do this sort of thing. Uh, and that's gonna be her turn. Then it's gonna be the other mages. The other mages are uh, really really not looking so good. Uh, oh, by other mages, I mean the uh, Thay wizards. <laughs> Uh, so the Thay Wizards, the three in particular, they're going to continue to chant. They're not going to drop the ritual, uh, so they're going to spend their actual action to just maintain the ritual to bring back Tiamat, even though the mask has been temporarily removed from um, Severin. So with that in mind, the we jump to the other mages who are all going to kind of huddle up together, and uh, three of them are going to move off to the side and cast a uh, mage armor on themselves. Uh, no, they're not gonna do that. They're gonna cast expeditious retreat on themselves. And then these other three, they are going to just light up the Thay wizard uh, over here. So we will roll percentile dice um, to see how that goes. Um, yeah, they get the Thay wizard. They bind him with a telekinesis. And so one person binds him the other Tosses some magic missiles right at their face. And then the person who has bound them chucks the Thay Wizard into the wall and just totally decimates the Thay Wizard, uh, destroying them on the spot. So they are defeated. And the third one is just going to kind of keep moving over to Anzar, actually. And they, they are aware of Anzar, but they're going to kind of move up to the Anzar uh, currently and use the rest of their action to move over there. Um, Malamara it, it now jumps down to you. So you still have a Thay Wizard directly next to you that you're by. Um, you are about a 95 feet from Severin, 95 feet from a Fleeple, 75 from a Koth. Uh, so you are in one of the spires at the base floor, kind of a ways away from the rest of your party and the heart of the action. But you have this Thay Wizard that you're trying to interrupt the ritual. Correct. But, so what are you doing?
3: So Mal, seeing Severin actually on the ground floor instead of flying up in the air, is going to turn on her heel. And she's kind of, kind of reel back a little bit toward the Thay Wizard, who's like, What's I, I thought we were battling. What's going on? And she's going to <laughs> cast Thunderstep and just boom right out of there. 90 feet. Oh, snap. Right here behind Fleeful.
0: See and that's a constitution save, right? It sure is. Yeet. Uh, and what's your spell save, DC? 14? 17. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Who leveled up? Um, well, that's a failure, so you can roll damage there.
3: It's nice. 3d10. Nine, 13, 15 points of thunder damage to him. And the cavern just goes.
0: As you leave that location, you look back and the Thay wizard crumples to the ground. Nice. Excellent. Having destroyed him and uh, stopping him from contributing to the ritual.
3: As Malamara appears behind Fleeple in a cloud of dust, she continues to run and she circles back around behind... Severin on the opposite side of where Makoth and Fleeple are creating kind of a triangle so she's that point of the triangle right behind him so I'm in melee range
0: Ah, melee range, there you go Yeah,
3: melee range And she pats Fleeple on the back as she runs right past him and as she slides around Severin she will summon her blade into her hand and she will rage Yeah!
0: Nice. Yay.
3: With a totem of the bear.
0: Great. And uh, that's the end of your turn. Yes. One, two, three. That's it. Legendary action from Severin. As you come up, he is going to—he is going to try and cast hellish chains on you. Oh. Let's have you make a strength saving throw right now, Malamara. Great. DC 18 is what I'm looking for.
3: And because I'm raging, I get a advantage on my strength saving throw.
0: Yay. Yes, you do.
3: That's really good. I did. 19.
0: Oh, okay. I needed better, 18 or better. So you <laughs> succeed. Um, so Hellish Chains uh, come up. From the floor of Tiamat, and they start to wrap around your body and they actually singe into you. Uh, and you you kind of snarl with in pain. You're going to take 66 fire damage, but it's halved because you're sorry, it's not halved because you're um, you saved. It's halved because you are Totem of the Bear right now. So that's going to be 6, 12, 19, 21 points of fire damage there.
3: Wait, halved? Because I saved? And then have because I'm raging?
0: No. Let me back up. Hellish Chains, because you saved, you're still going to take 66 fire damage. Okay. Which is 21, but with your Totem of the Bear, Halve. halves the damage right? okay? But because you saved, instead of being restrained with chains, you actually break out of them through the pain. You kind of grit through it, and you're like... Bruh. And so you are no longer restrained and a prime target for somebody within melee range of you.
1: Nice. <laughs> so...
0: Um. Well done there. Um, Malamara's turn is done. It is now Fleeple's turn.
1: All right. Uh, turn to remember is Severin. He's not on the ground right now, is he?
0: He is on the ground. He flew to you because um his fly speed is faster than his walk speed right now.
1: Sweet. I can work with that. I'm going to summon Star Platinum again. Uh, bring no. <laughs> no. Yes. Bam. Just regular fey spirit this time. All okay, right. Okay. So I'm going to first, uh, I'm going to summon him on exactly the opposite corner of Severin from where Malamara is. Okay. And uh, then we're going to, with that flanking, get two attacks with advantage, and we're going to summon him fuming. Uh, he's an angry, angry little spirit. We're going to make our first attack with advantage. Uh, what is my modifier? it's a 23 to hit
0: 23 is a hit
1: all right math 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 it's going to be 11 piercing damage plus one force damage
0: okay so 12 total
1: yep and then second attack is a 24 to hit
0: um that's a hit sorry still doing damage here
1: (laughs) no prob for another 11 piercing with six force damage
0: Oh, so that's 17 there. Yes. Okay, sounds good. Severn has taken quite a beating trying to get to you, Fleeple.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I look at the mask in my hands, and I look over at Malamara, and I'm just kind of like, you want this? (laughs) (laughs) You want it? (laughs) Keep away, keep away. Because there's, there's a part of me wondering, like, Malamara has a lot of health and can take a lot of damage. The person who has the mask is the one that Severin's going to be targeting. If we give it to Malamara, she's a good damage sponge. Or I can fly. I could be continually trying to get this thing further out of his reach. But he does fly faster than I do is the thing.
3: And question true, about wild shape. Don't you absorb everything that you have on you?
1: Mm. Yeah, that's... <laughs> hmm. mm. yep. That's true. Hmm. Mhm. Hmm. Give me just a second. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's just in just the wording
3: <laughs> of wild shape. It does.
1: Yeah, you don't. Well, you don't it, it doesn't it, like he is, has bags on him stuff. That is a good point. The only problem is I cannot wild shape this round cuz I already used my action to summon Star Platinum.
2: Mhm.
1: Mm, but, but I
2: Giant Squid time. I
1: still I think I'm still I think going to use my full 35 feet of movement to fly directly south away from him. Yep. And then if he tries to come get me, there's opportunity attacks.
0: Which it's most likely that he's going to try and come get you.
1: (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to use my movement for that. And then I'm going to, as a bonus action, uh, Ritual of Mistletoe, cast Cure Wounds on myself. I'm going to spend an extra Sprig of Mistletoe as well to give me uh, an extra D8 of healing. With the extra plus d four from my moonsickle, is is twelve hit points back to me.
0: All right, twelve hit points back to you.
1: All right,
0: um, we are going to at uh, the end of your turn, Severin's going to take another legendary action, his last no. one of the round, and he is going to give himself to the beast. <laughs> for a little bit here to make it more likely for him to lose himself. But as a result, he gets to attempt to do uh, one of his dragon's breath. Let's see if he gets it though. Mm -hmm. He does get it. (sighs) Um, He rolled a six on the die to get a recharged breath there. Mm. And um, with that, he is going to use his,
3: yeah,
0: let's do that one.
3: He tries to hit Sleeple, and it doesn't at all. It it comes five feet too short. He just doesn't realize it, right?
0: Well, here's the thing. (laughs) he is going to use his Poison Breath. Oh. And his Poison Breath is a 45-foot cone of his choosing. So it's going to get Star Platinum, and it's actually going to get half of the guards the Order of the Silver Gauntlet as well. That are trying to run to some of these to get the fake wizards. So let's uh, go ahead.
1: And is he repositioning himself to get Star Platinum in that? Because Star Platinum's the opposite direction from the wizards. Oh wait, you're right. Cone
3: with a cone, he can't hit both all of them.
0: Well, he's 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 mainly going after you, Fleebol. Is his main objective here. So let's let's go ahead, right? So
1: it's only a 45 foot cone.
0: Yes, only a 45 foot
1: cone. That won't hit me. I'm one square too far away.
0: Oh, no way.
1: Yeah, he's too far.
0: You are unbelievably correct. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. And he
3: can't move. So
0: he's going to like, oh, Uh, well, that's the case. (laughs) In his frustration, because everything he has that's a breath is 45 feet right now. (laughs) Just like his fly speed.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, thanks for
0: calling that out, Ned. That's hilarious. Uh, With that in mind, he is just going to spend, instead of doing star platinum, uh, he's going to look at the order of the gauntlet and he is going to just unload his poison breath upon them. So he's going to shift over and just (laughs) and just completely try to decimate each of those people. So um, let's see if he is successful in doing that. Uh, It is a constitution saving throw. Okay, okay. Okay, two of them save, but let's see how much damage he's gonna roll, which is the big kicker here. So, unfortunately, he did 24 points of poison breath against these Order of the Gauntlet guards, and all of them fall unconscious as a result. Having taken damage previously, they do fall unconscious, and Severin just sort of like, uh, he glares um, at your direction, like making you his next target. Okay, uh, well, that brings it to Severin's turn, actually. No, it it to my turn. So, because he gave himself over to the beast. What? I thought I was before Severin. No, no, you're after Severin. Oh, okay, I bet. So, Severin, because he gave himself over to the beast, he's more likely to become bestial here. Um, so, I'm going to roll to see if Severin's going to be in control or the beast here.
2: People should just start whipping up some of that fine, fine food he made and Severin will come back. Ah, oh, that smells so
1: good. <sighs> ah. <laughs> Mm -hmm.
0: My cook. I can't kill my cook. The beast is starting to take over (gasps) Mm separately. And as such, he is just going to go be filled and fueled with rage. So Malamara, he's going to take a multi-attack against you. Mm -hmm. First off, he is going to um, have his frightful presence activate. Um, Now, you all are immune to being frightened because of your hero's feast, I believe. Correct. Yes. Um, But unless Star Platinum is that condition, Star Platinum can still fall under that, and Macoth can also still fall under that. So we're going to have them roll for that here, and that's going to be a Wisdom saving throw on their part. I'll roll for Macoth. Macoth only got a 9, so they are frightened.
1: And that is a 17 for Star Platinum.
0: 17 is still a miss, unfortunately. The DC was an 18 for Wisdom save. So... Koth has a frightened um, and star platinum is also frightened, which just means they can't move closer to their target and they have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks while their target is within range of them. Within line of sight. Within line of sight. So if they hide behind somebody, then they're good to go. (laughs) Or if they turn around at that point,
1: right? Uh, I don't think it's so a lot of D and D rules will specify a creature that you can see. Line of sight is different than whether you can see it. Oh, okay, okay. Because so like you can't just turn around and suddenly be like, "You're not there anymore. I'm not afraid of you."
2: <laughs> you hear you that? Hear that? <laughs> I'm not afraid.
1: <laughs> I got you, Jacob. Yep. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> it was right there okay. for the taking.
0: Uh, so that's their frightful presence, and they are going to now. Um, Severin's going to now just start chomping at you, Malamara. So first one is going to be the bite attack from their red head. And that is going to be, yeah, that's going to be a 24 to hit. That hits. Yep. And then they're going to do another, they get two claw attacks as well. So the first one is going to be only a 14 to hit. Misses. Uh, And the second one is a
3: 16 to hit. Also misses. Misses.
0: Oh, okay, so just the bite. Okay, okay, okay. 10, 16,
3: uh,
0: 22 points of um, piercing damage as they bite into you, uh, and uh, four points of fire damage to you as well.
3: So 26, half to 13? That's correct. Thank you.
0: And they are going to just start chasing Fleeple. so they are going to fly. Uh, 5, 10, 15. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40.
3: Taking a attack of opportunity from me and star platinum.
0: And star platinum, that's correct. They, their fly speed is 45, so I do believe they get right up next to you, Fleeple, as a result. Correct. Okay, sounds good.
1: All right, disadvantage attack for star platinum.
0: Yep. Well, it's technically just a straight attack because of
1: flanking. Oh, all right, that works for me. Okay, I will completely re-roll that one then.
0: That's fair, that's fair. 16. 16 is a miss,
3: unfortunately. Mm-hmm. 23 from Mal. 23,
0: 23 is a hit. Who
3: needs a d10 when you're trying to roll a d10? I do. Thing. <laughs> uh, 12, seven, eight, 19, 21, 22, 23. 23 points of damage.
0: 23 Ooh. points, of good hit. A really good hit A there. palpable hit. You might call Severin bloodied.
3: <gasps> Ooh. 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 To quote John Ryman. <clears throat>
0: yeah, you might call him bloodied here. That's gonna be the end of his turn, uh, where Lance, it is now immediately your turn. How far away are they from me? So let's see, they moved forward, Severin moved 45 feet south. So you've got that going for you and then you're 25 feet. So I got to do the math. I got to do the math. 25 times 25 plus plus forty-five times 45 is equal. And then we're going to take the square root. They're roughly I'm rounding down, because in d d you always round down. They're 50 feet. Uh, Severin is 50 feet from your current location. Cool. And he's right next to Fleeple. Yes. Oh, my gosh.
2: <sighs> um, Lance is just going to be like, he's going to throw the bow back over his shoulder, pull out short sword and dagger, and just, he's like, I'm, <sighs> this is about Mars job. And he'll just fly, ah! <laughs> like straight at Severin <laughs> and just, Flanking with Fleeple just drive both of his weapons into his back.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: So 50 feet, can you get to him? Yeah, because I have 40 feet of movement. If you
1: dash, then yeah. Can you dash.
2: And dash. So I guess I don't use the dagger. I use only the short sword because I have to use my bonus action to dash. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. Yep. You get
0: advantage on this because that is the most flanking I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 26.
3: Oh, 26 yeah. a hit.
2: All right, and it's with the Sword of Dragon Slaying.
0: Yes, it is. is. So I get now. an extra
2: D6 there. Extra 3D6, I should say. So I get basically. And sneak attack. Uh, And sneak attack. So that's 9, 10, 11,
0: 12 D6. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, guys, I'm so sorry. It doesn't. It doesn't affect Jacob's. Uh, doesn't affect Lance's turn. But I forgot to mention at the beginning of Severance's turn, he does get fifteen hit points back. What? I apologize. <gasps> I'm sorry about that.
1: Uh, regeneration. I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll remember it in the future. If we last another round, you should be sorry.
2: <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> you should be sorry.
0: All right. I think I've gathered up
2: all the. A de- lot boxes. of heavy
1: hits happening in this count. Combat. Yeah, a lot of
2: heavy right. hits there. So Twelve. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six, seven, eight, 9 10. Oh, I only have 11 D6s, so I gotta roll
0: another one after the first roll. That feeling when
1: you don't even have enough dice for the entirety oh, no. of your attack. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's
0: a feeling only rogues know.
3: And DMs when they roll a natural 20 and hit you with 18 D6. I, we're oh, not gonna bring that
0: up. I just used it. I used it to a dice calculator at that point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> 43 damage. Oh. I got
0: oh
3: my god <laughs> <laughs> oh, Can I have that? No I can't. Um <laughs> <laughs> In our next campaign every character that every character that Thomas is gonna create is gonna yeah. have every You have to damage. fight a rogue
2: again. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Thomas.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna turn the tables. Why is everybody a rogue? Come on. Why do I get sneak attack? Or is just going to be a barbarian and soak all the damage?
2: I mean, are there? Is there any other enemies within 30 feet of me? Uh, there is not. Okay, then my, I can't do my shadow dagger thingy. So that's yep. just... is off the beaten path next. here. Okay, so I used... How much of my movement did I use? I used 50... So there's 50 movement. I have 30 movements still. So I'm going to just stab it into his back, just and then go... Okay, <laughs> and I'm going to back up 30 feet. <laughs> All right. It's going to be an
0: attack of opportunity against you. No, it's not because I'm mobile. <gasps> as he goes to snap at you, um, you just duck down, uh, getting surprisingly getting the hang of this flight, and you just do like a literal barrel roll in the air, uh, and you do a full like reverse 360 as he tries to snap at you with his his face and you just go 30 feet away um, back towards a uh, star platinum. Uh, and you're, uh, yeah, you're within um, 15 uh, feet of Malamara now.
2: Okay. He'll just look down and be like, help, please, <laughs> to Malamara.
0: <laughs> All right. That, that is it. At the end of your turn, Lance, we're going to take a legendary action going to use two of his two points of his legendary action to do a bite attack against fleeple so here we go Ooh, that's a 19 to hit is that right that i mean that is it but does that hit your ac
1: that will in fact yes
0: okay sounds good
1: i'm like is that right
0: (laughs) okay here we go 66 damage okay not some great rolls there Four, seven, ten, oh, 15 piercing damage and four fire damage there. So a total of 19 damage if you're not resistant.
1: All right, I'm going to make a concentration check. Oh, yep, that's true. With advantage because Warcaster, that's a 14, so mm-hmm. I'm good to go.
0: That, good to go, Star Platinum's still in the game. And I'm going to have you roll an opposing strength or acrobatics check here, Fleeple, to see if his bite... Can hold you down currently.
1: Okay.
0: Say thirteen. Uh, well, that certainly beats his seven.
1: Thank goodness. So you oh are good to gosh. go. Oh
0: my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Everybody, just this entire fight. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, that totally beats him trying to grapple you. So. All right. Well, that's going to be his legendary action. It's now Macoth's turn. They are frightened. They are afraid, but still willing and able to attack here. Good thing about being frightened as a wizard, you don't really have a lot of disadvantage here unless you're making an attack roll. So if it's a saving throw spell, we could be good to go here.
1: Yeah. Like a fireball, perhaps? Cone of cold? Yeah.
0: We could do a fireball. Let's do a fireball here. Fireball. Ooh, yeah. And uh, we can get it in an area, certainly to where it will get none of you uh, and only Severin. So the fire will come drastically close to you, Fleeple. Uh, And that's gonna be a deck save for Macoth here. And their spell save DC is 14. That's a success. It's 17 on the dice, and then and then Sun, you added on to that. So that's a success. So still half damage. I'll go ahead and roll the 8d6, just because I've already got the dice handy, unless you have the dice handy as well.
1: 8d6, you say?
0: Yeah, 8d6. You can do that, Ned, if you've got the dice handy. All right. 33. 33. Okay, sounds good. Doing some significant damage here to the mutilated form of Severin. Severin being abandoned by his comrades here as they all had their individual role perhaps uh, severin's ego uh, was coaxed or um was part of the reason why he felt he didn't need assistance in this time and as we end this round a uh, severin leans in close to you fleeple and you see that what was severin in his eyes is starting to quickly fade as whatever deformed him through the connection to Avernus is rapidly taking control and um, further uh, solidifying that you need to end this battle fairly quickly or else you're not sure what is going to happen here at the Well of Dragons. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of ICAST Fireball. Ooh boy. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> Another intense battle with a mutilated form of Severn. Some huge hits from our players here, the Jank Squad. I mean, we've got some real good, real good damage dealing here. I mean, I think I did, what's the math here? You guys have done with Macaw. you guys have done about almost 200 damage wow. just in like one and a half rounds, I think. Wow. Yeah. So pretty darn good Pre- stuff pretty here. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pre- pretty pretty good. darn good here. So well done. Uh, we'll have to see how they end Severin if they're able to on the next episode of I cast fireball. Ned, Jacob, Mickey, of course, thank you for, coming to this epic conclusion uh, as we wind down campaign one for tyranny of dragons here. But listeners, thank you also for jumping in. If this is your first episode, Welcome! We're glad that you listened to this episode as we get close to ending Campaign 1. We encourage you to go back and listen to all of uh, Campaign 1, or if you're near the end and you're feeling reminiscent and want to see uh, how the Jank Squad got to be such an amazing, close-knit fighting team, uh, go ahead and go through that backlog there, as there are over 100 episodes. Uh, But, listeners regardless of what you do. Thank you so much for joining us along this ride. Thank you for supporting us by shooting us an email at icastfireball2020 gmail.com, reaching out to us on our social media platforms um, at icastfireball20, and for uh, looking at our Patreon and deciding which tier works for you, with one of the tiers being our Discord, where you can jump in and talk to us on a daily basis and other fans of ICF. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming along on this adventure with us. Of course, we want to shout out uh, Improv Tabletop, our sister podcast. They've got probably one of my favorites that they've been doing right now. Uh, Star Trek uh, is their mini uh, fake campaign they've got going on right now. Boy, howdy, if you uh, like Star Trek or you like Shrek or you know nothing about either of them, it's still a good time you need to go take a look at them you need to go listen to what's going on over there and don't forget to leave them a five-star review on the way out lastly don't forget to like subscribe and share with your friends and fellow wacky Adventures. but until next time i'm thomas your dm and around the table we have malamara lancelin
3: and fleeple
0: let's keep that fire going everybody and we'll see you all next time